It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. And welcome, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. Thank you, Gavin, for just helping us every week, making us sound so good. Friends, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm Kathy Enderbrock. I'm in studio today with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkader, the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And do we have a show for you? It is a part two of uh, being discerning and not deceived. I'm so excited about this program. We're um, coming up with some pretty interesting conversation topics for the Thanksgiving table this week. <laughs> we sure are. I, I tell you what, Kathy, this program, hi friends, this is Coach Carey. Um, this program uh, last week, discerning not deceived, when you first brought this to us, you started talking about the difference between being tempted and being deceived. And so we're going to get into all that. But hi, Marlene. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Here we Thanksgiving are. Thanksgiving to you. Thanksgiving week, and, ladies. And you're going to be out of town. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're leaving Pacific Northwest. Uh, we're watching Logan play three games up there. Oh. And so, yeah, kind of a different Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't done something like this since I was coaching college ball and when I had my teams, you know, away over the Thanksgiving break. I remember one Thanksgiving we ate Thanksgiving dinner in Washington, D.C. And so, you know. (laughs) um, Now, were you telling us that you actually arrived back in Georgetown at like one in the morning on Thanksgiving Day or something like that? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That is correct. Um, And then my daughter gets home that evening uh, because she will have been, as Kathy puts it, on travel. She will have been on travel as well. (laughs) And then I love how you say things, Kathy. And then, um, yeah, Logan will come home for about... 48 hours, and then he'll have to go back to school for practice. So, I know. It's crazy. Well, as you fly around, make sure you go to the airport airport early. That is the most yes. traveled day of the year. Yes. yes. So, um, go early, pack light, have fun. <laughs> That's exactly right. We are flying to New Mexico, and we have very purposefully left, scheduled our flights to leave two days before and then get home the Monday after. Yeah. So we are crossing fingers and hoping that the travel won't be too difficult through those airports. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Marlene, we're going to keep you in our prayers this week as you have a little procedure to help you with some headaches that you've been having. And we're just in such fervent prayer that this helps relieve your pain. Amen. Amen. So I'm not flying. <laughs> no, no. Just, just traveling from the hospital to home. You might okay. be flying high on drugs. <laughs> so, so, she might be. Well, that would be okay. <laughs> just to get healthy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But again, Kathy, you said uh, you've put together these two wonderful programs for us, discerning not deceived. Yes. And, you know, I think it's just from, you know, doing 10 years in women's ministry and then um, just seeing what has been going on with Israel and these programs that we've been covering. It's so amazing how even we as the body of Christ can be deceived and how many times in the Bible we're called to um, not be deceived and to be aware and to yeah. be serious and to make sure to be alert. And it says uh, the Bible in First Peter 5, 8 says that the adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a lion looking for who he can devour. And in Revelation twelve nine, it says um, that the devil is the one who deceives the whole world. And I mean, that is really what he's out to do. So there was this incredible 
um, quote by Francis Chan, and, and I mean, it wasn't a written quote. He was a speaking, and he was speaking on temptation and deception. And I had never looked at it this way, but Francis Chan, this, he's a national faith leader. I admire him so much. Friends, you can Google him, look him up. Um, and he said this. He says, don't fear temptation because you know when temptation is happening. And God promises to always give you a way out. What you should fear is being deceived because you have no idea that you are being deceived. You have no idea that you are deceived because that's the very nature of deception. You don't actually know it is happening. Mm. And so I just think, oh, my gosh, okay, Lord, what areas am I blind to? And it's interesting because the Bible equates being deceived to blindness. And I mean, just how awful can you imagine when we think that we're seeing and doing rightly and yet we are uh, completely deceived. And so I just um, wanted to discuss this. And so in last week's program, we talked about um, deception and versus discernment. And we really got through all the ways that the Bible highlights that we can be deceived. And so today we're going to really focus focus on discernment and how we can really develop our discernment so that we are not deceived. I I do want to run through these, Kathy, before we get into the discernment part. You know, just developing our awareness of ways that we can be deceived is uh, of utmost importance. And the Bible is very clear (laughs) that Satan is crafty. He makes uh, things that will bring destruction in our lives look shiny and good and amazing, yes. right? And he uses schemes to deceive us. And um, in Jeremiah 17, it says, above all, our heart is deceitful. Our heart is deceitful um, that we need to guard against false teachers. That's also in Jeremiah um, in Ephesians, we need to guard against being deceived by empty words. People mm-hmm. who say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and then they never follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Or guard- people who compliment us and praise us when we are in the middle of sin, but they call what we're doing good. <sighs> so, like, if you are sinning and you are deep in sin, yet you are receiving the praises of man, you're just like, oh, what I'm doing is great. Everyone says I'm great. Everyone says I'm doing great. So how can what I be doing is bad when I'm receiving so much um, encouragement and affirmation for it? Wow. Yeah, that's heavy. Um, To be on the lookout for bad company. Yeah. Because we are, our five closest friends are what we turn into. Mm -hmm. Right? If our five closest friends love Jesus and are studying scripture and are honoring their spouses and are working hard, then you know what? We're probably doing the same. If our five closest friends are drinking and drugging and um, hanging loose, right, so to speak. Feeding uh, on their spouses, having yeah. a boyfriend on the side. Right. Yeah. And um, we're probably more prone to do those things as well. Marlene, what are some other ones that you see? Um, trends, trendy philosophy. Yeah. You know, I, I think we compare ourselves too much to the world mm-hmm. and are we godly or are we worldly? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it, particularly for our young people, it's a, a, tr- a tremendous temptation to, you know, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not wealthy enough. Mm-hmm. I don't have the latest 
iPhone. I don't have mm-hmm. the latest whatever. And so I, trends, they're deceiving. Yeah, yeah. Faith was uh, at a, a shoot for a commercial the other day, and, uh, you know, she's going to, to school in Denver, which I already struggle with, but she is, and we're, you know, she's in a Christian group, so we're trusting the Lord and really keeping tabs. And But she called me, and she goes, well, I got mocked for the first time for being a Christian. And I said, you did. And she's like, I did. I said, did you hold up under it? She goes, I did, Mom. I'm like, good for you, girlfriend. And then she told me a little bit about it. So, um, yeah, for wearing a cross around her neck and not doing drugs and not even knowing what a certain drug was. And uh, so they... The three other actors, uh, one male and two female, were laughing at her for being a good little pure Christian girl. Isn't that sweet, they say. <laughs> so, oh, bless her sweetheart. Yeah, she's doing great, though. You know, mock away. Mock away. Mock away. You betcha. How? That's a badge of honor. That You know, and it was it was how God really opened my eyes to him is because I was surrounded and just completely mocked and realized, you know, how much I did know about him and could share and how much I didn't. Well, okay, so also trendy philosophy, Marlene, I love that. Also riches. It says that we can be deceived by riches, Mark 419. Mm-hmm. Selfish arrogance, First John 1, 8. Mm. And Satan himself appearing as an angel of light. You know, uh, yep. he makes uh, things that will ultimately bring destruction in our lives. He makes them look shiny mm-hmm. and appealing, right? Just like these people that were mocking faith. You know, Satan is making drugs to them look shiny and appealing, Mm -hmm. and um, it will bring destruction. Mm -hmm. It will. And I I love this one from 2 Corinthians 11.15. It says, workers of the enemy who disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And I think that's one of the most painful ones. Yes. Because it, it is one thing to follow someone that you trust and then find out that they were not trustworthy at all. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love this this word in Hebrew um, that means deceived. It is um, planao. It means to cause to lead astray from the right way. It means to lead away from the truth and to lead into error. To be led away into error and sin. To be led away from the path of virtue and to sever or fall away from the truth. When you say, oh, all these different ways that we can be deceived, what are we being deceived from? You're being deceived from the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And the truth with a capital T. Yes. The way, yeah. the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. You are being deceived about what brings life. You think what brings life is actually bringing destruction yeah. in your life. And that yeah. is a hard thing. So, But let's look at discernment. That's what yeah. I really want to talk about because that's what we need to arm ourselves with. Yeah. Discernment um, in the Hebrew, it is this word being. Um, and uh, it means to separate out mentally, to understand, to make to understand, to get understanding, to view wisely and to deal wisely. A discerning man is a wise man, and that's what we want to be. And so we've identified these five ways that we can grow in discernment, and we are going to really pick these apart and really get into these during the course of the program, friends, And here's the five ways that we are going to discuss today during the course of today's program to grow in discernment. We are going to learn how to be diligent in studying scripture to gain wisdom and grow in understanding. We are going to learn how to be diligent in prayer to grow in relationship and reliance on God. 
We are going to learn diligence in developing an awareness of the presence of God and a discipleship, the importance of discipleship in a local body of believers and how to step into that. And this is one that, boy, we're going to have a really good conversation around today. Humility to listen when God brings someone to speak truth to you. So, ladies, we're going to be talking about all five of these. And, I mean, I'd love to just jump right in into this first one. Okay, so this one, diligence in studying scripture to gain wisdom and grow in understanding. This is how we begin to develop a heart of discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a day that has rejected the idea of absolute truth. Like you said, Kathy, you know, um, so many people want to have this sliding scale. Well, that's your truth, Kathy. Mm -hmm. And I have my truth. You Mm -hmm. have yours and I have mine. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if if we don't agree on what the truth is, Um, where... You know, especially when we're talking about the spiritual realm here, you know, this process just leads us to whatever you believe can be true as long as you are sincere in your beliefs. This thought process has absolutely invaded the church. And how do we, how do we overcome this? It's by getting in the scripture. Mm-hmm. We have to hide the word of the Lord in our hearts. Um, I mean, the angels long to look into the truths of the gospel. First Peter one twelve. We had a guest on um, a couple of weeks ago. I'm probably getting my, my weeks mixed up here. Uh, Gina Parker. Mm-hmm. And I tell you all what, she hides the word of the Lord in her soul. Yes. she It just comes off her tongue. She can just easily quote scripture and she lives her life through that she hears the lord speak to her through scripture and you know this diligence in studying scripture is of utmost importance Mm -hmm. we should know it so well that we can instantly spot deviations from it I love that. We should Amen. know it so well that we're absolute. We can spot the counterfeit straight away. Mm-hmm. Friends, there's a scripture in Proverbs 15, verse 24. It says, for the discerning, the path of life leads upward. Friends, that's what we want. We want a path of life that leads upward, that brings glory to God, where our steps are aligned with his steps and our life is lived out in his will. We are going to get into these uh, five ways to grow discernment in our life that the enemy would not even have the tiniest foothold to deceive us. We're going to hear a word from us, our sponsors, friends who keep Love Talk on the air for almost 38 years now. You're going to want to stay with us. We'll be right back with Love Talk. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. 
Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You're here with the Love Ladies. Coach Carrie Brinkader here with Kathy Inderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Kathy, I just got to just really thank you for putting together. Um, these two programs back to back where we're, we're looking at deception and discernment. All the ways we can be deceived by the enemy, Satan. And then now today looking at ways where we can be discerning in order to understand when we are being deceived. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess for me, as I was preparing in, in, in looking at this section here, we are to read the scripture over and over and over again. Our diligence in studying scripture and gaining wisdom and growing in understanding helps us throw up red flags mm-hmm. um, and helps us be able to spot when we are being deceived. But also, the more that we read scripture and the more scripture that we hide in our hearts, then God's character is revealed to us. And there's, yes. I mean, God's character is perfect, right? And he's without sin. He's personal. He's faithful. I, I could go on and on and on again. On. He also shows us the way to holy living. But as we under, start to understand God's character, then we're drawn to it. And I think the more that we understand God, God's character, then our hearts want to emulate that character as well mm-hmm. and so it's it's almost it becomes a little bit easier for us to recognize in our own lives where we're being deceived yeah can you ladies speak a little bit to this god's character well what you you just said about emulating god's character i instantly had a picture of a young child who followed his father around everywhere right. or, gra- or grandpa everywhere right. and you know he was dressing like him or he yeah. was doing some of the same things and so we do want to emulate god when we truly understand who he is and that that his love is now embedded within us and mm-hmm. so i think uh if you know if nothing else I mean, that image is going to burn in my mind forever, (laughs) but I want to be just like God. I want to be his child that he's proud of and that he allows me to walk with him and talk with him just as uh, Adam and Eve, Adam was allowed to do in the, in the garden. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that the incredible, wonderful thing about Scripture is it it does show us that God is a personal God, that mm. he enters personally into these relationships mm. with his children in Scripture. And, and, and we learn his character, that he's a faithful God. Like, mm. we see his faithfulness from... Genesis all the way through to Revelation, and we see that God is without sin, that the scripture doesn't present a different God from Genesis to Revelation, but it presents this beautiful, holy God who loves justice, who loves mercy, who just desires this you know, relationship walking with his children, you know, desires it so much that even when we messed it up. Even when man broke relationship with him in the Garden of, uh, of Eden, that he provided his own son to redeem us, to pay the penalty for that sin, to um, allow us and bring us and redeem us back into that holy relationship with him. And I just, you know, what we can learn from God in scripture is, uh, it's, it's amazing that we can't learn it almost anywhere else Mm -mm. and it gives us a perfect picture of our daily walk and um how we can emulate his character you know i think we talk about learning god's voice and christ said you know my sheep will the sheep will know the voice of the shepherd you know Mm -hmm. when we are reading god's word and 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 so many places it says god said god told god spoke and then you read these words, like in, in, in um, Hebrews, it says that God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And friends, when you're feeling lonely today, like you are all alone, like no one cares, can you hear those words? Can you hear the voice of your father saying that, hey, you are not alone because I will never leave you? And I think as, as children of God, we have to be comfortable enough with him to say, God, today I need a hug. Yeah. yeah. Come bless me today, God, because I really, really need a hug. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. he's personal, mm-hmm. so he will. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me feel your presence for mm-hmm. sure. Well, okay, so that's point number one on kind of a source and a strategy where we can develop discernment. All right, what about this one, ladies? Diligence and discernment in prayer to grow in relationship and reliance on God. Hmm. Prayer, diligence in prayer to grow in relationship and reliance on God. I know Marlene, you have a lot to say around this. You have so much wisdom in this area. Well, first of all, if you meet somebody new, how are you going to know that person? Talk to him. You Ask talk him to questions. Him and you listen mm-hmm. and you spend time with him. And I think it's the same with God. We, he, we, must spend time with him. We must be quiet in the closet, and we must spend time with him to understand who he is and and what that character is like and how faithful he is in prayer. And so, you know, a lot of times we discount a personal, somebody that we met on the street because of the way they were dressed or their mannerisms or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And we've sort of done that with God too. Well, I don't want to have to deal with this part of your word God Mm -hmm. and yet at Mm -hmm. the same time we have to spend that time with it you know I love what you said like how do you get to know a person 
you have to do more listening than speaking, right? Yeah. If you want to now, if you want that person to know you, you have to do some speaking and let them know about what what you are all about. But if you want to get to know them, you must listen as they speak. And friends, I'll tell you this: God already knows all about you. He knows all about you. He knows your thoughts even before you have them. He knows the number of hairs on your head. You do not have to tell him. If you want to know him, you have to listen. And Marlene, one of the things, just to even cover this that we've just covered, when we look at getting in Scripture, there is a way to prayerfully get in Scripture where you say, speak, Lord, because your servant is listening. When we go into Scripture and we want to learn about God, we need to do it with a listening heart to hear what he would teach us, just a a prayerful, listening, grateful heart. And I listed several prayers, I mean, um, scriptures in this section to emphasize the fact that we have to seek him. Mm -hmm. And, for example, 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. 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 And there's a bunch of them in there. (laughs) But it's, you know, Mark 1, 35, it says, After rising very early while it was still dark, he, that's Jesus departed and went to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And the point mm. there is Jesus wasn't exempt. Right. He had to go seek God, too. He had and to go talk to his father. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then rejoice always. Pray without seeking. Give ceasing. thanks in ceasing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you got to seek him. <laughs> Pray without ce- ceasing. Ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's First Thessalonians. So, friends, 5, if you're 16, wanting 7. to know the will of God, there's there's one of the statements that He shares for you. You know, you can even go into Bible Gateway and type in the two words like "will God" and and see what it, you know the different verses that talk about the will of God for your life. I love mm-hmm. Bible Gateway; it's mm-hmm. fun. There's mm-hmm. this one in Romans twelve twelve. It says, "Rejoice in hope." Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. prayer. More praise without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Matthew seven eleven. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Mm-hmm. And the point in all those scriptures is that you come to understand God when you seek him. You understand him as your father, and he's a willing and generous God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't withhold from his children. Mm -hmm. You know, this is one of the things that I love about prayer. I think, you know, with Bible study, my mind is so engaged because I want to learn. I want to understand. I want to grow in wisdom. And I have to purposefully get my heart engaged to listen as I'm doing Bible study. But in prayer... It's not the same. Like my heart, boom, automatically engaged. Like it's my heart is almost there's so much engaged that I have to slow it down to be able to gather my words sometimes. Mm. And and I love that God acknowledges this because he's like, you know what, when you are so overwhelmed in prayer that you don't even have the words because maybe you're going through so much difficulty or you just are in awe of God. He's like, it's okay. The Holy Spirit, even in just your groanings and, you know, whatever 
you say not eloquent can el, not el, with not without any sort of eloquence whatever you can blurt out get out say even in groanings the holy spirit is going to um put words behind that before god's throne well and you know we're we're wrapping this all around discernment mm-hmm. right and discerning where we're being deceived mm-hmm. and prayer the lord will help reveal that to us yes absolutely i you know i asked the audience and i'll ask you i mean are you do you have confidence in god and and you know even though he says he will answer our prayers when you pray can you feel him nudge you to take a different direction you know mm-hmm. we're we've been talking about israel so much well there was a a thing where you were they had the list of names of all of the hostages oh, and yeah. you were to pick one name and I literally was praying for this girl that that if God's will was for her to have, or not God's will, but that if she was destined to much more torment and torture, that God take her home. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. You know, and I felt the Lord nudge me, no, you pray for her life. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so do you have confidence in God, those little nudges from God? And do mm. you trust that he... He loves you enough to direct you in your prayer. And I, I think that all of that happens when we continue to pray without ceasing. And I think the more we know God's scripture, have you guys ever had it happen where you're praying and all of a sudden you are praying a scripture that you're like, well, where did that scripture come from? Okay. And you pray through that scripture. And then after you're done with praying, I, like I'll go to Bible Gateway and look that up and be like, where in the Bible did that scripture come from? I'm going to go find it. And I just think that the Lord will guide the words that we re- that, that that we give to him in prayer. He will grow us in relationship. And it's just it, it's an amazing place to be. And he will reveal stuff to us in prayer that maybe we're not seeing. Or like you said, Marlene, give you the right perspective on something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know so many times when I have been praying for one thing and the Lord says, yeah, that's not the right perspective that you have on this. And you need to be a little bit more, you know, towards peace or towards grace, or you are being, you are not delineating truth here. You need to draw a harder line here. Absolutely. I, I Carrie, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, the, the, the thing that um, I am more and more excited about is, you know, we did a program months ago um, about bold and audacious prayers and, and mm-hmm. Bob Sorge. It was the one who wrote that book. But um, I'm more and more excited, particularly in the world events, to pray bold prayers. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to just see sweet answers. I want to see the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can get to a place where, where our expectation is for God to act. You know, Mm -hmm. we sometimes say, oh, please, God, please help me, God, please Mm -hmm. help me. Mm -hmm. But. But to get to a place where we are anxious to see the hand of God and the glory of mm-hmm. God and the light of God upon this earth is is where I really believe he wants us all. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I loved that program and started praying boldly. Um, you know, I think for me, when I pray boldly to the Lord and ask for guidance, wisdom, discernment in a certain area. I don't necessarily always get it immediately, but 
as I'm going through life and I'm, I'm back into that situation or back around those people or back into that thing I was praying about, I will hear the Lord. And, it, and I didn't realize for a long time that it was the Holy Spirit going, mm-hmm. yeah, Carrie, watch out. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Be, be, be careful here. Mm-hmm. And make sure that people around you know to be careful here. Like just about someone's character or about, you know, the way that someone says, well, one of our things was like empty words, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're telling me one thing, but I'm not believing that. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit is saying, yeah, watch out. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, my kids now, they kind of tease me because I'll say, y'all, I'm telling you. And I'll I'll yeah. I'll give them whatever, and they'll go. Well, yeah, okay. I'm, I think the Lord has been right before through you. And so I again, I don't mean to sound like I'm prophetic or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we have to listen to the Holy Spirit when we're praying. We're praying for a reason, and then the Lord reveals it to us. Don't shrug it off. Yeah, and don't I mean, shrug it off. I think you can say, okay, Lord, that's kind of a big thing. Can you please affirm that in a couple more oh, places? Sure. Now, one, yeah. if He reveals something to you. In a prayer, his it will always line up with his word. Always, 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 always. If he gives a direction to you, an affirmation to you, anything, he will. It will always, always line up with scripture. Here's another way that you get affirmation of his word. Hopefully, you are surrounding yourself with godly people. You can check with them and say, "Hey, I believe that God really kind of gave this word to me." And, and here's the scripture that I've looked at. What do you think? Yeah. And then be humble enough to where if they go, you're out of your ever-loving mind, that is ridiculous, that you then further seek God and give it some more thought before mm-hmm. you run with it. Well, I think that really segues into the next point, Kathy, about being diligent in developing an awareness of the presence of God. You right? know, As we are know. trying to be discerning, we have to be aware of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, and what that means for us. There's this um, scripture in Psalms 89, it's 15 and 16. Um, Happy are the people who know the joyful shout, Yahweh, which is God's name. They walk in the light of your presence. They walk in the light of your presence. That is where God wants us, walking in the light of your presence. And the verse continues, it says, They rejoice in your name all day long, and they are exalted by your righteousness. And, you know, a person, a family, a nation is is exalted by the righteousness of God. And so, you know, the opposite is true. If you are pursuing sin, if you are not walking before the Lord, if you are walking away from him, which he will allow you to do. He has shown over and over again, I will allow you to walk away like the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. I will allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to say this as well. If we walk away from God, he does not cease to love us. If we separate ourselves from God, he does not cease to love mm-hmm. us. But he will wait for us to turn and repent before he runs out to us. James, uh, Scripture in James, I think it's 4.8, says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I think if we are running far from God, he will allow us to run. And when we when we experience the consequences of those actions, when we experience the hardship, when we experience the lostness and the loneliness and the darkness, when we turn and start running towards him, just like the father and the prodigal son, he runs out to greet us. And he doesn't give us a lower place of the slave. He gives us 
full redemption as sons and daughters of Christ. I think during those times, he whispers to us. Mm-hmm. And he continues to call her name. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carrie, because I know when I was running from the Lord when I was in college, I heard him. Mm. I did. I And I shrugged it off because I was full of guilt. And I was like, oh, you don't want me, Lord. You know, but he did, Kathy. He spoke to me, and I know it. And then you're right. As soon as I was ready to completely turn, then I heard the voice aloud yeah. and clear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's this um, uh, Brother Lawrence, a monk, he wrote this book on um, practicing the presence of God. And, and there's another more current off author, Kenneth Boa, who I really love. And um, it talks about developing an awareness of God. And that's not necessarily emphasizing the spiritual over the material or the sacred over the secular, but instead it's about integrating the two and living in both eternity and time with purpose before God. And so I think this being, you know, developing an awareness of the presence of God, it's like an essential step in our spiritual growth as Christian, as Christians, it really requires intentional integration into the practical aspect of our lives, no matter how uh, common or mundane. And and Kenneth Boa, he talks about this use um, that the Bible continually uses these terms of the importance of abiding, of remaining in Christ, of in walking with God, keeping in step with the spirit, that there Mm. are actually commands in Scripture to um, walk with an awareness in step with the spirit. Can you imagine wow. that? Wow. Yeah, that that's a, I, I don't know, man, that one's, I don't, it's not heavy. It's, it's joyful, but man, that's like, wow, I can, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I love in um, Romans 8, 5, 6, it talks about setting your mind on the things of God. And can you imagine, you can actually set your mind. I mean, I know my mind a lot of times gets set on, um, remember that program with Gina? She's talking about being Mm -hmm. on a merry-go-round. And you get set on worry, and it spirals and spirals. You get set on sin, and sin and sin is all you can think about. Mm -hmm. Guess what, friends? We can set our mind on the things of God. Carrie, you talked about understanding the character of God. You can set your mind. You can spend all day saying, you know what? Today, I'm going to think about the faithfulness of God. I'm going to try and see how many times can I remember in my life that he's been thankful? How many places can I remember in scripture that he proved himself thankful? How do I know? What can I see in my life that I know God is faithful? We can set our minds. We can choose a scripture and just meditate on that scripture for the day. And there, if, if you just grab a scripture in the morning and you think, okay, I am going to take the scripture with me all day long on a little sticky note. And I'm going to think about this scripture. I'm going to say it a few times during the day and then let God show me and reveal to me through his Holy Spirit as he is with me all day long how this scripture applies to my day, my life right now. It's so funny that you say that. I saw a video this week and it was if we treated our Bibles like we treat our phones for one day, okay? (laughs) And it's all the, you know, it's these people, and they um, sit down to the counter to eat a meal, and they open up their Bible instead of get out of their phone, (laughs) right? They walk out their dorm room, 
and instead of having their head buried down in their phone, they got their Bible open and they're, you know, carrying their Bible to class with it open and head down reading scripture. <laughs> and it goes on and on and it's comical, right? But it's a little convicting yeah. as well, yeah. right? Oh, I don't have time. I didn't have time to do my quiet time today. I didn't have time to do this. Well, if you look at your phone, all of us can go in there and see how much time we spent on Instagram. Yeah. See how much time we spent on the Facebooks. Yeah. Right? And we we can see how much time we're spending on our phone. Well, I had time. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I had time to get into the Word. But did I? Um, and so, yeah, we can walk in step with God. But are we? You know, are we getting in the scripture like we need to? And I love that, carrying around a little sticky note or put it on your mirror in the morning or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, really super, super helpful. Okay, let's introduce uh, point number four before we get a break, Kathy. Um, discipleship in a local body of believers. Yeah, which seems pretty daunting to do. And this is something, you know, when our kids go off to college, we want them to find a church. When we move to a new area, we want to find a church. And sometimes we're just like, oh, where do we start? How do we get there? Why is this even important? And, you know, there's this scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, which most of us know. It says, let us not neglect meeting together as some do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And there is something about growing together in community as the body of Christ. It's, it's a key teaching that we see in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I mean, in the New Testament is the body of Christ and the Old Testament is the people of God. And so in this gathering, we're meant to encourage one another, share with one another, love one another. And oh, here's the big one. Correct one another. What? Ooh. <laughs> no. That can be a really hard one to take that requires a lot of humility. That mm-hmm. H word. Oh, that mm-hmm. gets me every time. Well, friends, we're going to talk about this, why it's important to get involved in a church, how to find a church, how to pick a good church, how to identify a church that mm, maybe might want to go ahead and walk away from. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors, friends. We've had such a, an enjoyable time to... Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and 
Plan has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk, Discerning Not Deceived. Coach Carrie Brinkater, Marlene McMichael, and myself, Kathy Endebrock, we are having this incredible discussion around this topic. It's such an incredibly needed topic. I I need it. I, do. I need it. I, I am yeah. like, Lord, what am I deceived? Where, where in my life, where my understanding of scripture, how I'm living, where am I deceived? Where has the enemy deceived me? I want to be discerning. Friends, we want to be discerning. We know the discerning, the, for the discerning, the path of life leads upwards. Proverbs 15:24. That is mm. what we want. Well, ladies, in our uh, first two segments, wow, it has been packed. We have looked at all the areas that we can be deceived, what it means to be deceived, what it means to be discerning. And we've looked at um, so far three different areas and we're about to get into four and five. How do we develop discernment? Um, Friends, if you have missed our first two segments, you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. You can go to our podcast at Love Talk, all one word, L-O-V-E-T-A-L-K, Love Talk. Um, and get that program. You can um, listen through it, write down those scriptures, check out what the Bible says. Don't take our word for it. Go get into mm-hmm. scripture and see what the Bible says for yourself. We would be delighted. And then let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook, Love Talk, one word, Love Talk Network, Love Talk Radio, and let us know what questions you have and maybe an area that you've really been deceived that you'd like us to do a program on. Yeah, for sure. Well, when we when we left uh, our last segment, we had just begun to talk about finding a church, mm-hmm. right? A body of believers um, is really key to our growth. Um, we are meant to encourage. We are meant to share, love, and correct one another. And we'll get to that one um, right here at the end of the program. But I'm reminded, you know, whenever we moved to Georgetown a little over 20 years ago, of course, looking for a church, right? And we visited several churches. We even had um, this one church that came to our home on visitation two or three times. Like different people from that church came to our home, you know, just knocked on our door, hey, you know, and visited with us. That's not who, that's not the church we ultimately ended up joining. Mm -hmm. We ended up joining a church where we looked around, not only were they preaching from the Bible, and you could tell that It was a Bible-believing church that they feared the Lord. They believed in the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. They believed that Jesus died on the third day and was was raised again to save us from our sins and lives together, live 
so that we could live forever with him eternally. But also at that church at the time, there were all these women there. There were about, I don't know, seven or eight of us that were pregnant at the same time. <laughs> okay. Kathy, for you, it was your third baby. Yeah. For me, um, it was my second baby. But back then, um, it was actually my first baby that I was pregnant with. Um, and I look around, and there's all these other women that are pregnant with their first babies. And the pastor's wife at that time got us all together and said, hey, I want you all all to come to my house after church. And I want you all to meet each other. And I want you, your, the husbands to get to know each other and da-da-da. To this day, 21 years later, two of those women are still some of my best friends. I met. I eventually ended up meeting you, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we joined a church where we felt comfortable, where we were going. We knew we were immediately going to be in community. And uh, that was really, really important to us. So how did you find your church when you guys moved to Boise, Kathy? You know, um, Eric and I, when we go and join a church, we kind of tell the pastor, hey, before we join, don't get too excited. We will never leave unless you tell us to leave. And so, you know, we are not, we've just never been church hoppers. Yeah, you know, I did that true. as a kid and, you know, you never knew which church you were going to go to next Sunday. And I did not want that for myself growing up. So our thing is that we go to six or seven churches. And with our children, we we research them. We look at their website. Is their theology sound? Do they want you to bring your Bible? Um, what is their worship like? How traditional versus how contemporary is it? Because we you know we 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 want to get something for us that our children would also enjoy. So sure. um, we didn't want anything too liturgical because that's not us. Which means a liturgical means like a very set you do this and then you do this and then you stand up and then you sit down and then you read this scripture and that every mm-hmm. Sunday there is set scripture that you read we, that was not for us but like that's the kind of church my mom and dad go to and they love it so um, but in the end it was a church like you said that encourages you to bring your Bible that tr- teaches straight out of God's word that brings you together in both worship and in prayer that wants you to build community together and serve community where you have sound theology that you've outlined so beautifully for us, and um, and a church that preaches grace, but not as an excuse to continue to sin, right? Mm. That teaches grace that no sinner is too far off that will if they will not turn and repent, that God will not receive them. So so grace that says. Every sinner, God wants every sinner. They, he wants the heart of every sinner. But you must recognize your sin, repent, confess your sin, and seek forgiveness. And he who is faithful will forgive you completely your sin and cast it into the forest, the, the, the deepest ocean. And um, so that, that was what we wanted is that a church that did recognize sin, that did recognize the truth of Scripture as it, as it um, speaks towards sin, but not in a condemning way, but in a loving way that wants you to have that life that is just brings glory to the Lord. You know, I think that leads us into our last point. We do. We always encourage you, friends, to find a, a church. That leads us to our last point of how do we discern when we're being deceived? Sometimes it takes others to come into our lives. Yeah. Um Humility to listen whenever God brings someone to speak truth to you. Marlene, how do you feel about that one? 
I think it's very important. We mm-hmm. have to be able to allow people to speak into our blind spot, you yeah. know, and, and uh, you know, you talked about where you're going to church and what I will, will say, because I've held back a little bit in, in the last few months, partly because I really wanted a church uh, and I I was waiting on a new church in Georgetown because I wanted to be part of something that was new and different and only to find out that that church isn't settling in Georgetown. It's Mm. settling in another part of the county. So I was really disappointed in that. But what I will tell you is that for single individuals, Mm -hmm. finding the right church is is much harder. Mm. It is. I would agree. You have to to find something where you feel uh, included. that you are included Mm -hmm. and so often for our single men and women unless there's a um, singles group you don't have that and Mm -hmm. I have lots of groups that I go to so I do have community but I don't have at present a church home Mm -hmm. which is sort of my next big mission well you know my mom has found a a group of widow ladies at her Mm -hmm. church which has been a a huge blessing to her but you're right it is much harder as a single so I appreciate you bringing that up and and, you know I was in a church um, several years ago that uh, that church no longer exists but I was there and and I led the singles group and I was constantly the one that reminded the pastor that he was having all these family meetings and stuff and I go don't forget the single women. <laughs> All yeah, the raise, single ladies. Raise, and I literally <laughs> would raise my hand in the church service and say, don't forget. And he'd go, uh-huh. and the single women. And oh. it was great because he, he understood the dilemma. But you asked about humility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's part of it. You have to be able to not only feel the truth is being presented, but you also have to be able to listen to the truth that comes from those in your community mm. that they want to make a correction. Yeah. And um, for for a lot of us, that's really hard to hear. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's part of being in, you know, it's just like your parents correct you when they need to, just like God does when, when he needs to. You know, I think mm-hmm. this is the hard, I hate it when I have a friend and the Lord is like, okay, she does not realize you need to go say something to her. I'm like, no, no, Lord, bring someone else. You know, I always, I'm because I always, okay, Moses. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, because also I think there is such a high standard, you know, there's that, that verse in Matthew that says, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And I think, you know, if there's ever someone that the Lord is saying, I want you to go speak to this person about it, you better make sure that's the Lord talking. Because I think that the enemy has brought a lot of broken relationships because people have been really beat up by others at church, you know, where... You know, maybe there's someone who is so addicted to porn that they can't see straight, yet they go and try and correct someone else who maybe said a bad word about her husband. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think that, friends, be humble when God brings someone to point out something that you are not doing well and be quick to take that to him in prayer and to graciously accept that correction. But then you bring that correction to the Lord. Go and look at Scripture um, and friends, you know, before you get excited about telling people where they are falling short, make sure you are not being deceived and, and have a plank somewhere in your own eye. Oh, my gosh. Amen. It's so true. Um, wow. Friends, we, we, we're we at the end of our program. How can that be? <laughs> How can that be? 
you know, I, w- I would just encourage you to get online, download these programs, Discerning Not Deceived from last week, and then this program will drop in the next couple of days, and you can download it as well, this two-part series about, um, and today's program, recognizing um, that deception, being discerning as we recognize where we are deceived. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. You can email us at Let's Talk at Love Talk Network. Dot com and uh, friends we we just love you go find that church go find that body of believers find that singles group find that group of widows um, and where you can be in community with others who are loving the Lord you know we love you so much here at Love Talk we'd love to hear from you for my beautiful friends Kathy Anderbrock and Marlene McMichael I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.